don't give. All I gotta say is Porter can Forget about it. Oh. It's one of those huskies, you know. Then we see them on TikTok, and they just talk like, <laughs> "Get hyped, I am, man!" I am just won. staring at you. What the hell the was that? Won, man. <laughs> yes, they did. They won. Well, that was a fantastic match, Cameron. What was that? Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and your Alliance Council president is sitting in my computer screen, talking into a microphone. What is howling that? it up? I am. I'm howling like a crazy hound because uh, that was fun. That was an absolute blast. Um, we gave up a goal against New York, but that's okay. We scored yeah. three of them, and three. two notable players scored their first goal of the year, and yeah, one. Yeah. For his Sanders career, you know who I'm talking about. That's what's up. Yeah, this is such an exciting match. But do we have any scuttlebutt to get to before we get to? Yeah, too excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're recording this during uh, day one practicing for F1. I don't know if you know that it's going on live right now in Australia. Yeah, so we're at kind of a day early. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that's maybe a spoiler for next year's F1 Scuttlebutt podcast that we're legitimately thinking about doing. Oh yeah, let's um, do it. Uh, I would like to bring up there is Reed Baker Whiting, and so mm-hmm. it's Sander Scuttlebutt. Um, he is going to be headed to the Generation Adidas Cup, which it's been a couple of years since it's I guess it's been on hiatus because of COVID. So I didn't even think about that, but they I reminded me that they won in 2019. These kids against. Uh, real actual like talent you know this isn't just like a little this is a pretty big deal and he's uh he's headed there for the sounders yeah uh it looks like he uh you know it's cool to see our young players Uh, he's only what 17 years old Mm -hmm. Um, and that they basically take the top 11 youth players uh from the united states right I, i assume they're all uh, MLS players because of the uh, Generation Adidas tag, and mm-hmm. uh, get to go go off and uh, play some big matches. Yeah. He is literally one of the top American prospects born in 2005. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I'm not used to that, man. The year I remember well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, good for uh, him. Yeah, no, the um, the team that won it were they the u15s back then or there was the u17s one of those teams won the cup and uh that was really cool back the last time that those yeah i think it was the seven the 17s in, in 2019 yeah. i think it was them and we've had some great players we've seen come off of there um including a player. yeah leva aoc reed baker whiting of course alex villanueva and danny robles robles <laughs> yeah we- uh, and then also Eric Kenzer, who plays for the Defiance, and Kitahara, uh, who plays for the Defiance. All were on the 2019 Sounders Academy squad. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. to. I like that they have these uh, more opportunities for these kids now, because back in the day, 10 years ago, there wasn't an academy, at least for the, you know, the Sounders, and a lot of teams didn't have them. And it was just scouting, really. That's so the weird see. thing. The USA is closing their academy while right. it's now falling. To, yeah, right? Now it's falling to the clubs. And it just doesn't make any sense that our national federation is uh, moving out of the academy business and leaving it to our clubs. That. I didn't know that. And why would. I, what's the benefit of that? I don't understand. Doesn't every. I, international team have their own academy yeah um i don't know you know u.s soccer uh is not necessarily the smartest or best people uh at the top there is is my i guess i'm not surprised everything we've seen over the last uh 20 years but um 
Yeah, is, I mean, is that news? Is that news? It's not new, and I think it happened a while ago. Um, but they had their oh, big okay. academy in Florida that uh, they uh, it's just gone now. Oh, I've been under a rock, I guess. So, um, yeah, they shut down their uh, development academy April sixteenth, twenty twenty, due to the financial impact of the coronavirus. And then the U.S. I mean, the MLS formed a youth program in its place, but that not every player is in the MLS. So, right? Uh, yeah, most of the national team. Well, I don't know about that now. But yeah, it, it seems like a, a short-sighted thing. But hey, I mean, that's what Garth Lagerway came to Seattle to do, right? He built up mm-hmm. a great youth system at RSL and was able to come over here with more money and and do even bigger and better things. Bigger and better, for sure. Uh, some other cool news is uh, Joe Paolo making the headlines again, winning his, he got goal of the week from Minnesota. And now the whole league wishes they had him. They keep seeing him up on these goal of the weeks, Galazos and player of the weeks. He is just a baller, man. Yeah. I, uh, you know, he was MVP last year. Uh, I could see him being in the MVP race again this year. He's that's how good he is. Yeah. And he's one of like four MVP candidates on our team. Legitimately, maybe five. Now that <laughs> Rush actor showed up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's middle of the week, so there's not too much news. I kind of want to get right into it, man. Let's do it. I mean, the game was super exciting, and and uh, we heard an entire stadium of people pronounce his rank name wrong because he finally scored a goal. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have it lined up? Should we should we play it for all the our listeners oh, again? It's been a few I, weeks. You should I pull that up. We should probably p- play it for everyone because that is how good it is. And here's the thing is I actually watched uh, the replay, and on the Sounders broadcast, even our announcer is mispronouncing his name. That's how crazy it is. Our friend Jackson Feltz, of course, asked him, how do you pronounce your name? To clear this up for everyone at a press conference, and Albert said, it's Albert Rusnak. Of course, why would it be anything else? Yeah. But all of a sudden, uh, everyone cheers and goes crazy after the goal, and James goes, Albert, and everyone says, Rusnak. And I'm in the suite because I, I was lucky enough to be in the suite yesterday going, it's Rusnak. It's Rusnak. <laughs> so we have a very special thing for all of you, which is, of course, the one and only James Woolard telling us how to pronounce the name. Ahoy, Sounders fans. James Woolard here, the voice of your Seattle Sounders football club at Lumen Field. So that you can all be better prepared for my goal-scoring announcements this season, the pronunciation of our new designated player's name is Rusnak, Albert Rusnak. I'm sure we'll be echoing his name many times as his Sounders career unfolds. Go Sounders! And there we have it, Albert Rusnak. You know he cringed. You know he cringed after he was. He's just like, oh come on, guys, come on, guys. I, I should have asked him. I did it for. I did it for my scuttlebutt guys. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> I saw him that? after the. I saw him after the game. Actually, I should have asked him, but I was just so excited to see him that I. Uh, it totally slipped my mind. That's funny. Yeah. So um, we beat beat in the first leg. So we did get a win technically in the standings, which is important. Very important. If if we have the most points out of the four remaining teams, um, well, basically against the team that advances, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We will host the second leg of the final, which to me, I didn't really care about which one we hosted for the last round, this round, and obviously the one before that doesn't really matter the order. Final, though, I think is a different story. Right. Knowing knowing that you're coming home for one final game, I mean, knowing what you need to do because you've already first leg's done, right? But you're yeah. coming home for one final game in front of your home crowd, and seeing what we were able to do yesterday with an almost full roster. We of I, course were missing two defenders, but uh, we had uh, what that leaves us nine starters out there. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the standings as it stands right now. And Pumas and Cruz Azul did play yesterday. Let's see. What was their score? 
Final score, uh, they played the day before yesterday, actually, and the final score was yeah, two, sorry. To one, two to one Pumas. And uh, it was one nothing, so two to one. So uh, Cruz Azul did get the coveted away goal, but that that because that happened, that now puts us at the top of the standings yeah. with uh, the only Three. team that haven't lost a game in the tournament. Two draws and uh, a goal differential of something like nine or something like that. It's real high. Uh, I don't ten. Me. ten, ten, I nice. got it right in front of me now. Yeah, twelve four so, and two against it. Man, there it's we had those two back to back losses, right? Um, but overall, our defense has been really good. There's just they've just had gaffes again. Like in this match, we gave the the goal, and this one was BS. You know, it's it was just basically sloppy. a gift. Yeah, it was it was a combination of uh, the the back line not communicating and some people goal ball ball watching. Uh, where you had Fry come out of the goal and uh, left him way out of position. Because both uh, Ariaga and Rowe went for the defender who headed it back to the center, mm-hmm. and Reagan was ball watching. So Ariaga was cut in the middle. Ariaga was mad that Rowe didn't get the ball. Reagan yeah. was standing around ball watching and then went, oh, and ran after it. And then Fry wasn't in position because he had ran over to try and get the ball and couldn't. So it was so it was basically four of our five uh, defensive players suddenly were just out of position and had no yeah. chance and gave up a very easy goal. Yeah, it was a hot mess. Um but that is that I feel that good about it. Games. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's that, that's but, a one mess. We we're playing with injured players. I mean, backup players because we have injuries. Like I'm not mad. If we're giving up less than a goal a, a match and those goals are just gaffes, they're not us being taken apart, dismantled, overwhelmed, none of that, right? We completely in this whole this whole match it felt like we were we were in control. It right, just, they we had, had the swag. They had a couple, uh, one or two, what I would call dangerous chances. I don't think they they apparently didn't qualify under the the soccer rules because because looking it up, the the soccer stats, rules. Yeah, it, it said uh, <laughs> the there's some sport rules in the soccer sport rules. Um, it said that uh, they had. Zero big chances missed out of one because they made their one, and we had four big chances and missed two. So those are our two goals, and then two others that should have been goals, I guess. So that's that is um, foot mob, foot mob, f o t m o b dot com's version of expected goals, I guess. So uh, our, I guess we should have won four to one, but uh, oh, and that doesn't count the penalties, so it could have been five to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, watching that game. It could have been 10 to nothing. We had so many times that we were pushing down and we were one pass away from scoring or one decent shot away from scoring. Uh, Or like the time where the ball shot through the middle and Raul was lining up for a perfect shot on goal, but Lodero was coming from the other side and slide tackled it sideways and it just went out of bounds. And then they both stood there with their head in their hands because they they were and they just like, realized oh. the opportunity that was just missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we were dangerous. It was fun. Like we were taking the ball away, pushing it upfield constantly, intercepting their passes, making great plays. I was impressed. Yeah, and what's really encouraging is that we had I forget did did Rui Diaz sub out? I mean, he started. Yeah, yeah. Because we saw we both sub both Rui Diaz and Nico out with when we brought in Will Bruin and. Uh, Freddie Montero at the Freddie end. Montero, so, but, yeah. but they played mostly. I think it was like 15 minutes left at that point. Yeah. So they legitimately played to a, a great match from start to finish. And it's been. Have have we had them all? Have we had uh, this great in love? I mean, Gamar is the only one that's at. Oh, and we didn't have. And New Who because what of the yellow card accumulation. Oh, was it that? Okay. Yeah. And actually, I was wrong. Uh, Nico played 85 minutes and Rui Diaz played 87. Damn, it's so, almost the whole match. Yeah, it's almost the whole match. Freddie came on for Jao Paulo. Uh, Obed came on for Nico. Jimmy Madronda came on the 84th minute for Jordan Morris and Will Bruin for Raul in the 87th. Yeah, so that's that's really encouraging that they look good. They didn't get hurt, and I would like I said in the last episode, I wasn't too concerned about Raul getting hurt and getting minutes uh, against Minnesota or anything, uh, which he didn't. He didn't play, but I was I wasn't worried about it. And sure enough, they come out there, they dominate, and they looked great. And they got another week to rest up. So 
We're going to even have a better off. squad. Coach yeah, said they, got, they get two days off. Yeah, I saw the video. Uh, Christian then, said they got two days off. Oh, he, was Christian, he was yeah. Just, um, yeah, and we have a full week to rest and go to Jersey to win, right. this, win this damn leg. In the Red Bull Stadium. And and I think it's important. I mean, and, and Schmidt said it post-match. We're not going there to park the bus. We're going there to win. Because that's our mentality. And and really, we've seen it. When we've tried to park the bus, things can get kind of hairy. Get, yeah, it gets definitely hairy. So our game, we got to play our game no matter. I mean, you obviously adapt depending on what the other team is doing. And they're going to have to do a lot of adapting depending or, or because of what happened in this match. Uh, but may, I'm wondering if they won't because I'm afraid uh, for their fans, their coach might be smoking something because he said that they controlled 95% of the game. And it, I, I'm trying to figure out because how you, how do you get that on shots, on shot on goals, on position, possession, on corners, on unspectacle. They didn't have, they didn't have a single corner. No, they had zero corners on every single we had seven, thing. I think the yeah. only stat they were better. There were two stats they essentially were better than us in, and it was um, challenges one and uh, clearances. Well, of course they had more clearances because we were shoving it down their goalie's throat the entire game trying to score. And Sean Johnson's good, but his defense did him no help. There. No, he was he was an active active player <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah, that's 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 some crack stuff right there. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what's up with their coach. I mean, coach, thanks for um, beating Portland for us, but <laughs> what? What are you talking about, man? Right. Yeah, you're losing it. But um, they can live in Delusionalville. I don't care. Yeah, I'm as long as they, if that means they're not going to make changes, even better for us. And we'll only have a better lineup. I if, if Schmetzer's sticking to his word that we want to win this game, you, we'll see. New who? We'll see. I, well, I don't know about Yamar. I mean, it's a high yeah, I know the injuries. Yeah, so that's you know may take time, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I have no doubt knew who will be back. He was only gone for yellow card accumulation. Uh, I don't love the yellow card accumulation rule. I think that's something we should talk about. Two yellow cards and you're suspended for the next game. Yeah, I think we mentioned that during the uh, was it after Motagua. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was kind of because uh, Ariaga got his got a yellow right. card for a stupid reason. Um, so right. that, that's when I found out about that rule. Yeah, that's and I wonder, cool. wow, he did in that game because he got a yellow card yesterday uh, near the no. end, 80th minute. I wonder if that means he's out for the next one. Well, we'll find out, I guess. If I don't know if they reset it sometime or what, but yeah, um, yeah it, that was real. I I don't love that rule because if you get two yellow cards in the game, you miss the next game. Yeah, you got a red, that's, right? So you miss the next game. It's like so why it's the same they, rule for a game as it is for the entire tournament, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think it should be at least three, or it should reset at different stages. Like uh, if you don't get one for a stage, the next set it's all gone. It wipes it clean, or I don't know, or ahead of the yellow. final, everything wipes. They got to do something because that's just ridiculous. How oh, stupid. So I haven't heard anything. I you know I wasn't on Twitter at the time, so I'm not exactly sure. But um, yeah, so my takeaway from that was is basically yeah he sh- I'm thinking he should be suspended, right? Yeah, I don't like that. But uh, I also wonder he we were we were praising him, talking about how good he was doing. But then last night I did I did see a little bit of a little cracks there, a little poor communication between the other defenders. And he's the the elder statesman of defense. I mean, Rose right. obviously older than him, but Rose more of a midfielder. And so I feel like he needed to step up. He needed to uh, make the difference there, and 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 maybe he didn't do it, especially on the play where the goal went in, and and he was just standing between. <laughs> especially, the especially for the one where they scored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I agree. Uh, but. Like I said earlier, overall our defense has been pretty great. That this yes. this this does throw a little bit of worry in, in into the next match for me. Uh, how we Absolutely. are if if he legitimately is out, we have we, what do we do? We put New Who at center back, Sissoko probably. <clears throat> yeah, Sissoko or New Who. I think you could do New Who and and then put Madronda out wide. Who is back? Who's back? He came he in. That's cute. That was huge. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. That that, that might be the saving grace, too. That, that little puzzle. 
but he hasn't played a lot. So, yeah. um, and Sissoko has been okay. I definitely, I think probably the last in terms of who I'd pick of who's available for center back, but he's been okay. Yeah. I mean, I think we've been solid Reagan considering his youth. He's played way better than I think we should have ever expected him to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so proud, proud that he's been able to step up and, you know, you're going to expect some mistakes. We saw one, what, against Minnesota, I think. And we saw uh, one maybe when he was ball watching for a second there, but, uh, as a whole, yeah, it, it, um, not a, not something I'm afraid. I, I feel confident with Reagan back there. Yeah. It's just rude. If it is Sissoko and Reagan, <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that doesn't feel as good. Um, so maybe, you know, and maybe it has I don't to be see anything. I don't back. see anything mentioned about Ariaga missing the next match. So on Twitter, and I feel like that's something that people probably would have tweeted about at the time. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I guess. Huh. Okay. That is true. Oh, this is a PDF. I don't want to read it right now. Maybe I'll follow <laughs> it up on Twitter and read this later. My goodness. Um, to be determined, but let's hope for the best, expect the worst, in my opinion. I mean, all the, the rules point to that, but the lack of commu- lack of talk in our community about it is makes me feel good. So, right, and whatever. and and honestly, maybe the difference is now we're in knockout stage. Well, we were in knockout stages mm-hmm. in the beginning. We this whole time. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Then I don't know. Huh. Okay. We'll take it if they don't want to do anything to us against it. Right? Is it? I mean, Concacaf is pretty jankety. If jankety is a word, so I maybe they forgot. Only, <laughs> I know we only have four um, teams playing right now in Concacaf, but seven Sounders made the best eleven for the first leg of the semifinals, yeah. which is yeah, huge. You had Rui Diaz up front. Uh, Rusnak and Nico and Jordan in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you had Jackson Reagan and Alex rolled on at the back and Stefan Fry at goal. And now Alex was a beast yesterday, man. Watching him play. And I he, was really, he, like, even he when he made really mistakes, he tracked, Yeah. And when he make mistakes, he would track back and fix it. Like mm-hmm. I was just, I, I, I honestly didn't realize he had that kind of speed. You know, we've seen him play a lot, but I don't. He just seemed to kick into an extra gear last night. It's a rolled and thing, man, or a rolled on thing. Yeah, is they, they don't look like they'd be incredibly fast, but when they get going, they're one of the faster players on the field. And it seems like there was one cross he had where instead of crossing it into the box, he stopped and then passed it to the top of the box, right to his brother, knowing his brother was going to be right there. And you can just tell that's something they've probably been working on since they were little kids. You know, mm-hmm. like it. At their house in the backyard. In like, the backyard. Making that pass. Yeah, obviously, if there's any two players that know uh, where the other other one is, it's the Roll On Brothers. But, yeah, no, he had a great game. Really, everyone did. Um, Jordan Morris had an assist and a goal. Both, yeah. were, both were 10 out of 10s. First timer for the goal. And then there's an angle of the, the, the Rusnak goal. The first one. Uh, he, like, laces it. And it's like a touch pass. Yeah, it's like a little toe poke, but it's right above his toe. It's like yeah, on the and, and yeah. which is incredibly easy to sky that thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you got guys running full speed. They can they could launch. You'd pick them first for kickball, so they could launch it. Um, <laughs> and to have that kind of just that touch within the box, and for Rusnak to one time it as well. Uh, he could have he could have given it to Rui Diaz, but. I think that was absolutely the right decision, and it was a great finish, and he needed to get that monkey off his back for sure. So that's oh, really exciting. For sure, and I want to talk more about that, but first I want to say shout-out to Eduardo Martin Vega, who came over from Spain and came to my school for fifth grade, who I always picked first in kickball because he could kick it over the building, man. He was the only kid in fifth grade who could do that, and it's probably because he grew up playing soccer. <laughs> anyway, yeah. shout-out. Shout-out. Eduardo, wherever you are, probably Spain. Uh, let's get—I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> I'll find him. Uh, let's uh, let's get back to that though. Rusnak 
finally got the goal. And that had to feel so good. And I almost felt like we saw him in that game just so solid. He scored early. Uh, I have to admit, uh, much like my father, who attended a game at the Kingdom and was in the restroom when Pele scored. He did, did I, you go to the bathroom this time or do you? I would, I, so uh, for the listener, I was lucky enough to be in a suite. That's not something that I get to do very often. Um, like I can count on one hand how many t- times I've done it in my whole life. And so I got to sit in a suite and there's a picture right outside the suite. And I couldn't figure out who the Sounders player was. And I'm like, it looks like Tyrone Mears, but I don't think he played when we had Pacific Blue. I can't figure out who it is. So I grabbed my buddy, Rich, and I brought him out. And he's like, that's Tyrone Mears. And I was like, that's what I thought, but he didn't play, did he? And I'm like, yeah, but those are his tattoos. And then the sound, we heard the crowd go nuts. And we're trying to get in the door, but you have to scan uh, your ticket. Yeah. And we're like, let us in, let us in. And I ran in there and I was like, I saw everything. When in fact, I saw nothing. And everyone laughed at me. <laughs> and they yeah. were going to send me out again because uh, <laughs> it was like, you go in the hall so that we can score more goals. Right. Oh, so I missed funny. it. So I actually didn't see the goal until I got home and watched it on replay. No way. Okay. Well, yeah. And I, th- I mean, we got to, I, my section 128 is in the corner of the South, the Southwest corner. Mm. So it's really nice when we're playing in that direction towards ECS for me. Cause when it, when anything's on the opposite side, I can't see crap, but you being in yeah. a suite, you had the, the bird's eye video game. Yeah. Game. We were on the opposite side of the field though. We were on so about you... the equivalent of the 25 yard line uh, on the, where the Sounders were going towards in the second half. So we were, I have an awesome video of the penalty that I took, but nice. yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we could see we had, I'm not kind of complaining. We were in the Snoqualmie tribes suite for Seahawks games. So uh, it was, it was super cool. Jelly. Um, be, yeah. I'm super thankful that I had that opportunity. It's, it's, I know it's not something every, everybody gets to do. So um, it is something though, that, those on the Alliance Council who, you know, if you're super dedicated and give your time to the club every once in a while, they will uh, hook it up when uh, they have the opportunity. So, uh, you know, get your 25 votes and join the Alliance Council. Get in. Let's, yeah. uh, let me see here. There's some other stats I wanted to throw out from this game. Who was your best player, do you think? I mean, because the whole team played well. <sighs> That it, it's tough because I think Rusnak was solid the whole time. Uh, you know, he was doing a ton of stuff with the ball. Um, I think that Jordan had some really great runs, and Nico and just everyone played a great game. In the end, I think I'm torn between torn between Jordan and and, and Russi. I'm giving it to Rusnak. Uh, you know, he, Russie. he, he, he <laughs> that's, I just, a little Russy boy. <laughs> he, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't just, it wasn't just the goal. It was that he was constantly on the ball, uh, fending off defenders playing, uh, you know, he worked perfect. It's the best I've seen him and Jao Paulo work together. Mm-hmm. Now that's probably because we were able to see, uh, Nico up in front of him so that Rusnak didn't have to do those same things that he had been expected to do before. Um, and I know coach talked about how when he was an RSL, he, he was a little bit more of a free player. He could go wherever he wanted. And that's not something that maybe he can do now, but uh, that's okay because uh, it was working. So yeah, saw, he's buying into some, it. Yeah. And we saw some great stuff and he was super excited to have scored, but he also didn't play it up. You know, after the game, he was just like, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> so, yeah. And he, uh, apologized and thanked Jordan Morris for uh for the pass and he yeah. could and he's like I didn't I totally kept some for myself and I sh- when I should have passed to you so I thank you for giving that to me so seeing that and when he gets the the game ball for being the first his first sounder goal I guess that's a mm-hmm. tradition the whole team signs it I didn't I didn't know that I I heard the first your first goal you get the game ball but I didn't know the whole team signed it that's pretty cool actually yeah, so I imagine it, it. I mean, I'm sure it's a cool keepsake for him, but I imagine it's even cooler when you're like a an Obed Vargas or something like that, and you're 15. That's true. You get, That's true. <laughs> you get like these like superstars signing it. Yeah. Uh, he is a superstar, but it's just so happy. I'm so happy for him and seeing him. You know, he's clearly put in a ton of hard work. He's bought into what the team is doing. He's had to play different positions because of injuries, and uh, he finally got his goal. And I think. 
uh, moving forward, he's only going to get better. Yeah, especially because he's, he's I don't know if he's unlocking uh, a different part of his game, but he hasn't, like you were saying, this isn't the role that he's normally had. So what we're seeing out of him is just his talent. And now once he starts connecting even more, which it looks like he's doing now, right? That get match looked like he was fully plugged in and connecting with the other players. So that's, yeah, force multiplier. Going to make him and everyone else better. I would have to say Jordan Morris, though, mm-hmm. because it wasn't just the assist and, and the goal, both which both were great, uh, fan t- 10 out of 10s. But he was faster than <laughs> I've seen him all year, I felt like. He was unlocking stuff. He, he His movement was absolutely A-plus stuff yeah. that whole yeah. the whole match. Um, and there's times where he can kind of not, not be in the wrong place, but just seems like his timing can be a little bit better. Um, but that could have just been – he has two full seasons where he's had to come back from injury um, right. and missed. So uh, – he, and, I think he, he's on all cylinders now as well. Yeah, and, and we've seen some times where maybe he needs to be more selfish, where he's looking to pass it when he, he just ran at the defense, he would score, or he pulls it out and does a cross instead of pushing it directly at goal. But I think those are also things that will come back in time. Uh, and the more goals he scores, the more... Like, he scored that... I mean, he got that assist to uh, Rusnak on a play where he was running at the, you know, he came across, but he was running at straight at the defender pretty much. Yeah. And then popped it to the, to the side around him, And, and that's what we need. We need his speed, putting him in dangerous situations for the other team. Yeah. It looks like it's working. I mean, we had three goals and none of them were Raul who was in his 100th all time appearance for the Sounders today. Wow. Or yesterday, I should say, but in this match. Yeah. Congratulations, Raul. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I actually was asked on my radio show, which uh, is reproduced as the Punk Rock Pariah podcast this week. Uh, we do a listener-generated um, questions for half the show. And uh, I was asked my top three sounders of all time. And I put Raul currently at number three. I would move him up eventually, but he's my number three at present. So uh, Now you're going to have to say one and two. Oh, wait, he's number two. Excuse me. He's my number two. Um, Dempsey's my number three. And uh, number one is Nico Ladero. But I think Raul will be number one overall. Uh, and Steve Zakawani, of course, got a a, a special mention. Shout out Honorable to Stevie Edmogen since he was 22. So uh, I just couldn't pick him because I feel like it's unfair because I like him the best because I know him as a person. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like of your... Your players that you love, those are your, he's being your top three, but. Right, right. But, you know, it, it was hard. Uh, I think Clint gets it just simply because he tore up the, the ref's note card in the red card wedding. That <laughs> yeah. alone yeah. gives me him up there. Um, you might ask why Oba's not there. Well, Oba never scored a single goal in the playoffs and always uh, basically ran out of um, juice by the time the playoffs happened. So I loved watching Oba if, if it was. Uh, that was weird, was, wasn't it? Who was my favorite to watch? He would be up there, but if it's who's my top sounders, I can't put him in the top. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't performing when it mattered the most. Yeah, I I, I forget about that. That he didn't do anything for us. In the zero uh, zero playoff goals. That's he nuts. is. He had, It's it's insane. You'd you'd think it would be otherwise, but I think he just would lose his legs by the end of the season. Yeah, because he was really like fifty. Yeah, his, his, his old. Age, I wonder age if he, question if he, mark thing that was going on. If he didn't flip enough, I wonder. If he spent less time flipping, would he have more energy? I love Oba flips are my favorite, but would he have had more energy to, right. to score more goals? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's not fair, but still. Yeah. So, How about you? I know that this is getting a scuttlebutt talk, but I just had to bring it up because we I just seeing my back and having him having him be his top top hundred games suddenly made me think about the fact uh yeah, it was just I, I love the fact that that he's with us, and I was so scared that he was going to be gone this year. And I have no mm-hmm. doubt he will be my number one sounder by the time he leaves here. Yeah, so you want my top three? Yeah, I do. Okay, because it would be awkward if I didn't. Um, number one's Ozzy. No Corazon for me. Oh, that was my number one. Now that I think about it. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, it's mine. No, 
You, then you said like five players and an honorable mention that you, you suck at I, top threes. <laughs> like, yeah, this is like you know, picking your best. Like my kid, daughter, right? like, like mine. That's my toy now. It's like no, that's, yeah. This is this is her toy, honey. <laughs> I'm also taking F1 from you. You're no longer an F1 fan. I am the only F1 fan on this podcast. You can go Pretty watch much. NASCAR. Oh, dude, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> okay, um, Aussie number one. Yes, Aussie well, number El- one. Of yeah, course, has I, to I, be. he was he was my number one. I just got so excited. Uh, that that's right. I did choose. I did choose Raul over uh, Dempsey. So that's what happened. Number two. Uh, well, because I'm thinking of this on the spot. Nico Ladero, Nico Ladero, than Brad okay. Evans. Brad Evans, nice, yeah. nice. Shout out to Brad. But, but Stephen Fry has also got. He's it, up there for me too. It's, it's, it's almost, hard not to put him. Yeah, and I have that poster from 2019, the best eleven that we all got for like the first twenty thousand people or whatever that came in. Um, yeah, and I struggled to to agree with that. Yeah, J, JP has to be on. I mean, he's going to be. He will be up there with Ozzy as the greatest sounder of all time. Depending on how, obviously, he would need to play a, quite a. I mean, this is his third season with us, right? Yeah, he's going to need to play more years. But if we get another, I would say two to three years out of him, even. I mean, that in a in a MLS career that for someone that's an international player, that's a pretty long career. Yeah, I feel like it's two years now, and I'm going to second guess myself. This has got to be the third year because last year there was the MVP year was not the first. Last year is when we brought in Leo Chu, and JP had already been on the team for a while. This so I think his fun. first year was 2020. And then it was barely though. Yeah, it came in during the summer. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm caught in the middle, but yeah, I think in just a couple more seasons, the, 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 what he actually does is insane. Like his, his scores more than Ozzy. Um, I think it has the same, I think Ozzy was probably a little bit more was tenacious. The right word. I mean, there's yeah. that, there's that sequence where Ozzy had like five Ozzy in a row where he would just like yeah. boom, 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 sliding up, sliding, got up, sliding. Uh, Ozzy will go into tackles harder, uh, but Ozzy was a, a pure defensive player, exactly. Who who made great passes, but was not scoring much. He and got that one that one goal from deep, and then from then on, he was like, "I'm going to try it," and then it would just to the moon. Yeah, and we did have that the final uh, U.S. Open Cup final. He had that, oh, yeah, that run right through in, right in front of me. I was right. It was right in front of me too. Really? Wow. Yeah, I was. I was in ECS. section one twenty. And oh, so you were like probably one twenty one or one twenty two, yeah, something like that. And yeah, drunk. So, uh, so yeah, that was. But that as, was so I was. Right we're talking about him. We got to mention. Didn't say in the beginning of the show. He tore his ACL. Ozzy did. You didn't know that. No, I knew they were dealing with injuries. I didn't realize that Ozzy tore his ACL, though. I didn't been keeping track. Oh no, I know. Because I know they were saying how tough everything was going for Gonzo with the injuries. That is not good. That could be a career. Oof. Yeah. No. That is painful. I, I brought up on Twitter a from five years ago when the there was a graphic that said that came up. It was his ninth season with the team, and it was showing his like all time stats. And I had tweeted something about it, be like nine years already. That's crazy, Ozzy. You're the best. Of course, I'm yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And he actually like liked it at the time, yeah. Um, and I had never had any of the players ever interact. Just I mean, it was just a like, but you know what it feels like when someone big says like, "I like you." Um, yeah, yeah. So no, I... so and it blew, and it kind of blew up. Like he said, "Thank you" or something like that, and it blew up, or it was just a like. But either way, I had like more likes than I had ever anticipated. It was the first year of me doing the scuttlebutt Twitter thing and podcast, and so I brought that tweet back up, and he responded again. And I'm like, I've only had been responded to twice on Twitter and both times were Corazon. So that immediately, not just is on the it's field so stuff, cool. but he actually, I mean, he, he's a day removed from tearing his ACL and like on, I mean, of course, he's probably going to be on Twitter because that's where a lot of people reach out other than texting. But it, it just made me feel good and bad at the same time because it's El Corazon, man. El Corazon. Yeah, I, I mean... I remember I made a Ozzy El Corazon poster the first time I was running for Alliance Council uh, way back in 2013 that I gave out to anyone who uh, voted for me and then asked for one. So I made a few of those and sent it out. It's pretty cool. I should I should find it and send you one, uh, the the file at least. Oh, curious. Yeah. So sorry to bring up that news and break it to you, but 
I'm surprised. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. That may be a career um, because at his age, um, you know, of course, he's younger than me. But in in sports years, in that at that age, that's a hard injury to come back from. Yeah, and he's put a lot of wear and tear on his body, more so than a lot of players do. So I'm hoping for the best for him. Obviously, I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. He would try. He's got a lot of heart, of course. And then when he's ready, one day contract with the Sounders. Exactly. Exactly, and I think that will maybe absolutely even, happen. Maybe a summer friendly, bring him in, have him play, like go on the field, and then sub him off in the first minute. Mm-hmm. Get the full stadium. Man, let's not talk about it. It's going to make me cry. Yeah, let's, no, okay. let's move on. We can get hyped up again. Three one, three one. Uh, Brad Evans. Brad Evans was your third. Why? Uh, just all around wherever we needed him. There were so many matches where we needed him to step in at this, in an odd position or, mm-hmm. or make the big play penalty. He's, he retired a, a sound. Well, uh, did he retire a sound or no? He didn't sign it one day or anything no, like he, that, but he's, no, he, he went came to, back he, to the club. He went to KC and then he came back and he works for us now. Yeah. yeah but what he, I know he went to KC and I think another team for a second. I don't think he even played. Um, but yeah, at least KC, but when, he didn't do it one day or anything. That's kind of a bummer. But anyway, he uh, 100% on I think penalties. That's a big soccer thing. I think that's more of like a baseball, NFL, baseball type thing. Yeah. Well, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, he got, I mean, Kansas City, but then he played four games for, I mean, he played zero games for Kansas City. And then he was on the bench a few times, I think, but four games for Swope Park Rangers, their uh, minor league club. Oh, interesting. And then he, ret- so he was there and then he retired at the at the end of the season. In December of that year. Yeah. So he actually played, what, eight years with the Sounders uh, and only two years with the Columbus crew. So uh, I didn't realize that he came to us as young as he was. Mm -hmm. I think Chad Marshall was three years. Oh, really? I thought Chad had more time there, too. I could be totally wrong, though. I know he passed the total number of games there. because yeah, he no, he played. Uh, Chad played nine years there Whoa. and five years here. Really, yeah, nine? So Two hundred and fifty-three wow. appearances. Oh, way off. <laughs> One hundred and fifty-six for the Sounders. Uh, so yeah, and and of course, Chad had his twelve uh, U.S. appearances in the in the senior squad. Only twelve, and we got twenty-seven from Brad Evans, who was in and out a lot because he was on the team from two thousand nine to twenty seventeen. Um, I remember seeing doing him the same thing for more, them as for us. Yeah, right. Playing all over, seeing him play uh, against Haiti in in uh, what was then Quest Field mm-hmm. uh, against for USA. So that was really cool when the when they would USA would bring him in. I think I went. What year was that? 10, oh, 11? probably on nine two thousand ten. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think uh, I went to you that know, one. every everything moves is all together now. Those are in, those are my twenty one, twenty two years. So I don't really remember a lot of them. <laughs> so he actually was, and I didn't realize this. He was on the two thousand five U twenty World Cup squad, coached by Siggy Schmidt. Wow! And it was the two thousand nine Gold Cup was his senior team debut at Questfield. Hmm. Uh, he entered a 4-0 win over Grenada on 4th of July. Haiti was the other game that day. I can't remember who they were playing, but there were two games back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did play the next time when uh, they played Haiti in a 2-2 draw. Uh, <laughs> when he came on in that game on the 4th of July, he immediately got a yellow card because he came on the field too early. Not really. <laughs> yeah. So excited. <laughs> Get me out there, coach. That's what's up, Brad. <laughs> so yeah, three to one victory. Uh, what's next for the Sounders? What? what yeah. When is the second leg, and uh, what are we expecting from it? Well, we are playing on Wednesday, right? Exactly That's one right. week. One week from the last match, a six p.m. start at Red Bull Stadium because <laughs> New York City FC don't have home. cannot play at uh, Yankee Stadium. Well, is it just Conquer- is the dimensions of the field? Like it's too yeah. narrow or something. It can't, it can't meet CONCACAF requirements. Yeah. So I know it was talking about like some other like college fields or something like that. So I'm glad it's in an, in an at least a proper stadium. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, Red Bull Arena is the first legit stadium in MLS. So it's. And they just renovated it recently, I think. Could be. 
But anyway, you know, not, not that that's important. You sat directly opposite the New York City FC fans. Like mm-hmm. uh, they were in the northeast corner. Did you see their banner that they were holding up? No, or am I walking into a joke? <laughs> no, I mean no. I mean both. Okay. They were holding up a banner, uh-huh. but it was it was, it, and this is not a joke. It is literally in um, uh, New Sounders employee Beth Mantle actually mentioned this when I met her. She's uh, working with the club yeah. now and came I mean, and met us, and uh, uh, it, it literally is bigger than the banner they were given at Yankee Stadium for their championship. The one that they just made and were holding in the, the ones crowd. That the fan made one is bigger. Yeah, is bigger. How sad club. is that for? Jeez, but yeah, um, they uh, we will be playing the second leg, and uh, I assume that most Sounders fans know this, but just in case you're not familiar with the format, it's aggregate scoring. So this is only halftime. It's only halftime. The next game uh, will count, and uh, we need to score a goal. And here's why: uh, we're up three to one, but they had an away goal. So if we lose two nothing, it's tied three three. But they will go through on away goals because that uh, they had one away goal and we had zero. Mm-hmm. So if we score a goal, then they have to score three. And I'm not saying they can't do that because we know they can. We've seen them do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm confident that our team, our defense, won't give up three goals. I can't even remember the last time we did that. Well, definitely not this year. But yeah, no, I don't think so either. And it's not in a... I wouldn't say hostile environment, but we're not traveling to Central America again. We're not traveling to to Mexico at, at, at and playing in an unfamiliar environment, right? This is an MLS team that we've played six other times before. I didn't get this. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know we hadn't played New York for almost three years. July of 2019 was the last time we played New York. Wow, I didn't realize that either. It was that long ago. Huh. Um, I, I, so the last time here, here's the answer. Last time we gave up three goals was October 26, 2021. We lost three, nothing to LAFC. And outside of that, uh, the, the, the league's cup final, we lost three, two to Leon. Um, I don't see a lot of other games. Ooh, that six, two win to Portland was sure fun. Uh, yeah, it was. I, we gave up three goals to sporting case. So three times last year, we gave up three goals. I think our defense is way better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I am confident that we won't repeat that this year. Um, we definitely did not do it very often before. It looks like a few times a year. So, uh, and I don't think we, we can't score not score a goal. I think like the way they're playing, <laughs> right. And the way they're moving the, like the way that the team is just how cohesive they are. I don't see us not getting a goal of any sort. We get, we're seeing all sorts of goals now. We've got, we've got another penalty. Was that like our, yeah. I felt like we never got penalties for years and we've had like five <laughs> so far. This I thought season. it was an interesting choice for Nico to take it. Really? Um, yeah. Cause he, if I'm not mistaken, he, that's only his fourth or fifth penalty of all time. He's not a, he's not a penalty taker. He, I remember I looked it up the last time he took a penalty before. And uh, because I wanted to know the stats because usually Raul, right. It was always Brad Evans. And then from there it was Raul. And in this tournament, we actually Freddy. have uh, seen Freddie, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, when when the penalty happened, I was like, "Some on Freddie!" Right? Because <laughs> I wanted him to get it. But yeah, that's not it's not a specialty of uh, of Nico. So I really, I, I mean, I'm 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 happy to have him take it. But I, I was surprised that he was chosen, and I wonder if it was a a special reason for it. Or... I mean, it's his first goal of the year. Yeah, that's definitely that's true. That's what I so think. That, I think that's give it to me. Let me get this this monkey off my back. Russ got his. Let me get mine. Right. So, uh, oh, he did have a run. It looks like in 2018 where he did take penalties. I, I was gonna say I us. feel like it's not unfamiliar for for him to take them, but so yeah, it was in the. I remember. It's been yeah, so he had he has um, 2020. He had three. It looks like. Uh, in 2019, he had two and he had a bunch in 2018, but so he'd only taken five in the last like three or four years. Basically when Raul came here, because <laughs> it's right. been yeah. what, now the fourth, this is his fourth season with us. Yeah. Something like that. I it was like surprised to see how long, like, I didn't know he's been on the team that long. It feels like just, just yesterday that Raul joined us. 
Yeah, and I wonder how many games is Nico at now. He must be at a, a large number. Well, for this us. will be six. This will be six years, and he missed, but he missed like a year. But this is be his, yeah. So 161 games for us, which is by far far the most he's had for any team in his entire career. The next closest was 56 for uh, Botafogo and 46 for uh, Boca Juniors. Yeah. So um, yeah, and and of course, way more goals here than anywhere else. Way more assists here than anywhere else. I mean, Nico's a sounder through and through. For like, sure. This is his club. Yeah, and Raul is definitely 2018. He's been in 80 matches since 2018. 50 goals. So he's sitting on 50. So yeah, yeah, he's been there for a, a bit now. What he, if this is oh because it's all competitions, hundred matches yeah, in all competitions. all competitions. Yeah, no, so yeah, okay. let's bring it back. Yeah, that was uh, Raul's one hundredth match. So it's kind of a bummer he didn't score in his one hundredth match, but everyone he else close. Did. He, <laughs> he, did, he definitely would have scored that one that Nico knocked away, mm-hmm. and he had that header that he put right at Sean Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that that's one that if it, he had bounced it or put it to the side, mm-hmm. uh, probably goes in. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, I and Ro- God, and Roldan had that one where that passed from Raul, like it was a oh yeah, where he popped it right over the top of the yeah, goal. but that pass was fire, yeah, right, yeah. like right under the penalty spot, like Sean, like I don't think Sean Johnson expected it to be that pinpoint. It was no, from, not at all from the and elbow that, of and eighteen, the yeah. Watching this lineup, I was like, "Wow!" Like it was. If we if, if we stay healthy, we and, and I'm. This isn't hyperbole. This is legitimately what I believe. This lineup could be the best lineup in the history of the MLS. I don't disagree. I don't think we're going to get the most points because we don't play in the East. We're never going to be able to match New England and getting to play Cincinnati forty six times in a year. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, we uh, yeah. So good. I, I'm just. I was. I was sitting there just like in awe. Like, why was I nervous? This is awesome. Yeah, I'm no longer nervous. The uh, Minnesota was a huge boost, right? Just to see how how well they were playing um, the whole match. Really, I think there was the first seven minutes of Minnesota. That match has happened, by the way. We didn't even review it. But, yeah, we uh, didn't. And and we don't it, need. It was to. funny after. After talking, because I, I went and peered on the Pod on mm-hmm. Yulun sound, uh, soundtrack uh, podcast where uh, Sam, who came on our podcast, was from. And and I was actually pretty pumped after that because they they were defeated. They were so bummed out by oh, it. Oh, really? And I had to cheer them up. I was like, look what happened when you made your subs. You, you know, credit to Adrian Heath. He outcoached Brian Schmetzer in that game. How do you mean? Brian made, Brian made subs that were meant to get players rest thinking that the game was in hand. Adrian made subs to win mm-hmm. and that made that game really close. And frankly, if uh box all hits that ball down instead of missing it, mm-hmm. they at least tie it and they probably end up winning that game. That's a game I think we should have lost. So uh, we dominated the game. I think it could have been four or five, nothing uh, based on what we were doing, but, as we took out uh, players and put in subs, we there was a huge drop in talent, and we couldn't hold them anymore. And we were still trying to do counterattacks, and I think it, it almost came back to bite us. So uh, I had to cheer them up a little bit. Like, yes, I know we won. Yes, I know that they have only beaten Seattle one time in all of their existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but... but uh, that's a moral victory for them. It truly was. It was a real victory for us, but they need to consider that a moral victory. And I usually don't believe in moral victories, but to come back like that, to fight back, to show that your coach can outcoach one of the best games in the league, to me, is a huge boon for them. You don't believe be in moral victories? Not generally, because if you lose, you lose, right? Yeah. You've lost. Yeah, but if you're in sports, in sports. bad and you play really, really well, and you still lose. I mean, there's a moral victory there. Right, but is that going to help you recruit Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone gets a banner. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, you want me to break some news on this podcast that nobody knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is Hit breaking me. news, ladies and gentlemen. This will be coming out. It's, it's official. It's been made official, but we're not making the announcement I don't yet. know what it's you're going to say. coming out in the next week or two. Uh, 
East Side Supporters, one of the four supporters groups of the Seattle mm-hmm. Sounders, is officially joining Gorilla FC as a subgroup of Gorilla FC. So we've got two amazing Sounders fan brands that represent different parts of the community are coming together, uh, and it's going to be super awesome. So if you're listening and you're an East Side uh, member, don't worry. Uh, you're in good hands, and we're going to be doing some fun stuff with you this year. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know you wanted some big Sounders I, news. But I, I know, was like, what's going to happen? Yamar's back? I'm not, author- I'm not authorized to say things like, we've signed Messi. Oh. Up, leading up to the World Cup, Messi was worried that he wasn't getting enough minutes for PSG. Because of that, he talked to his friends over at Miami, Inter-Miami, and we all know who the GM is of Inter-Miami. Well, they're under a little bit trouble right now because they had like eight DPs last year. So they went, hey, go talk to Seattle. And Messi is signing with Seattle. No, it wasn't going to be something like that. <laughs> it's even bigger than that. Our team is driven by the fans. This is true. The fans are what make our team great. They don't win that game 3-1 to yesterday without the people in the stadium going nuts, right? They play because we are there supporting them. Mm-hmm. That's what amps them up. That's what keeps them going. You can see the fans make a difference. We saw it in Minnesota. Once they scored that goal and the fans came around, actually, you know what they said? They said it was when Ariaga got hit in the face and made a meal out of it, which I'm sure it hurt. Yeah. And made a meal out of it. They turned on him and that brought the fans back into the game. So uh, we're going to have something really cool going on. So stay tuned for a little East Side Supporters Gorilla FC uh, teammate action. Teammate action. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Also, we're signing. Oh, right. We're signing missing. Um, so I think that about does it for me for the matches. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's going to be pretty tough for us to lose New York, but it's not over yet. Right. We can't. No, and we can't, we, we can't sleep on it. We've got to go in there with the mindset. We're going to win without being reckless. And then that really only seems like the best, the best way we play. Uh, I don't, we don't really have a good track record of playing defensively in my opinion. It gets pretty shaky whether we might have results from it um, more so than bad results, good results. I mean, Um, but I, we've never really parked the bus, so to speak. Well, (laughs) it's always been risky. So I think if we just stick with it, I agree with you should be the first MLS team. Is it the, we're the first, we, we would be the first MLS team in the final or nope. RSL made the final before. Okay, thank you. Uh, remember, we all had to root for them, which was hard. When was that? That was, that was recent. A couple years ago? That was when Garth was the GM of RSL. So oh, really? It was the, so the year, I think it was the year before he came here, maybe. Yeah, man. Well, my memory's shot for this episode. I'm just like, oh, that'd be like it was a couple, day, a couple days ago. That was 10 years ago, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I'll say, oh, it happened last year, and it'll be like five years ago. I've lost all track of time because of the... COVID. They were, the COVID. The 2011, they were in the 2011 final. Damn, okay, 11 years ago. So, and that was... April 27th, 2011. The 20th and 27th. And it wasn't until 2000. I mean, I know that was still like the modern era of the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, but it's been... it's it's it, That was group stage kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. were still doing group stages then. That was just so weird. Yeah, we I actually really liked the group the group stage stuff back then. Yeah, but, the, but it was like literally a full calendar year. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was. It would take it started, forever. It started in 2010 it's, it, and then finished in 2011. Yeah, and like May so we, <laughs> or something. Yeah. So. yeah, that was... Uh, it took too long it for started, me. It looked like it started in August of 2010 and went through April of 2010. And, and to be fair, I mean, that's what... The other champ, the UEFA Champions League does that too. But I, it, it, it just seemed like a lot of games were almost trivial, like going to like Caribbean teams. Yeah, I mean, we had to play Saprissa, and, and we, our group that year was Saprissa, Marathon, and uh, Monterey. And we actually lost to Monterey twice, and they mm-hmm. were they ended up being the champions. Yeah, I remember that. I think we lost them two nothing and three to two. Uh, if I remember correctly, are you, are you looking at it right now? Um, I'm trying to find it. No, well, <laughs> I'm scrolling down on the screen here, man. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, but and that was that was in the later. We started. We had to play in game the Premier League round. We had to play Metapan, who we beat oh, yeah. uh, two to one on aggregate, one zero in the first leg, and one one on the in the second. And then we 
we made it through uh, to our group where we finished last with one win and five losses. Wow. I don't remember Champions League being that bad for us. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. That was not good. We uh, Let's see. We, we, we lost 0-2, 1-2, and then uh, let's see. 0-2 to zero, Monterey. 0-2 to? Zero two to one, we lost to Saprisa, and then we beat Marathon two nothing. Hmm. Wow. Um, well, we look like a we, different team we now. Lost. Yeah. Wow. That was rough. That was rough, man. <laughs> we are. We are. In fact, in fact, they mentioned this in the press conference after the game last night that Mexican press, the sports press in Mexico is picking the Sounders as favorites to win the Champions League. Ooh. They say it doesn't, we're going to win this round and we're going to beat either Pumas or uh, Cruz Azul. That is... That's interesting. That's interesting, yeah. right? That's the first time ever I think they've picked a, an American team. I mean, they, they have... It is breaking news, at, like front page stuff when, like, when we've beaten a Mexican team before and when... MLS teams beat Mexican clubs, which doesn't happen often, but they there's an uproar usually. So that's interesting that they're pretty much, but not not pretty much. They are saying that we're the favorite. Interesting. Yeah. So hopefully I don't disagree with them. We look effing great. Yeah, I hope we can keep it up because uh, yeah, I've never seen the Sounders look this good. Not even years we won the MLS Cup. There's been there's been single games, right? Like we beat beginning uh, of last year. We went 15, 16 unbeaten. I mean, we looked great. Right. right. Um, but but, but I feel was, like our play on the field was not as awesome as it is right now. I was just gonna say that, but it definitely looks different right now. Um, better. So yeah, cool. Uh, let let we should mention our scuttlebutt pick'em. Mm-hmm. Uh, our top three who uh yours truly <laughs> poop dollars snuck into the top three i'm in wow center, but something brewing still leading the pack with 34 points wow and then yeah and i got in between something brewing and parsnips with 28 now reminder everyone your link to do the next round picks come with the standings in your emails. Mm-hmm. Now I know that can be confusing because I couldn't find the link. Cause I just thought, Oh, this is the link for the, even I'm making this mistake and I'm one of the hosts of the show. So <laughs> I'm the other one. Sure yeah. Read your emails, get those picks in because uh, we can win stuff. And sometimes I say funny things in there. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to, and one of the teams is named poop dollar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Poop dollar. Um, but if you'd like to join the, the Pick'em League, you got people are forget to do their picks every every week. Someone forgets. So there's time to catch up and look at me. I was near the bottom. Now I'm in the middle of it. So And I haven't forgotten every, and every week. So the show description has a link to just sign up real quick. Takes literally four seconds, and I will shoot you back an email with the picks for the week. Anyway, yeah, $100 at the end of the season, by the way. Get that top points. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think it may be time to call it into port, but before that, I want to leave something with all the Sounders fans out there. Ooh, I'm listening. In Champions League this year, the Sounders have played three games at home. The first one was 5 nothing, The second one was 3 nothing, And the third one was 3-1. How amazing would it be if we win at New York City, which guarantees us to host the second leg of the final and we're coming into Seattle for a one final match against either Cruz Azul or uh, Pumas. Is that the Pumas. Team? Yep. Pumas. And uh, knowing exactly what we need to do. And, and knowing that we'll score at least three to five goals. <laughs> knowing that we're going to score three to five goals. That, I mean, that's going to be a sellout game. I have no doubt. Like, that, this is going to be hyped up. This will be MLS. This, honestly, it potentially could be bigger than the MLS Cup. I think it because MLS Cup is great, but this could this is taking your brand. You're not just the best team in America. You're the best team in all of North America going on to play and Central. meaningful games. Mm-hmm. And Central, correct, and the Caribbean. Going on to play meaningful games against potentially like a Real. I think Real Madrid probably will win the Champions League this year. Mm-hmm. We could have a meaningful, actually counting game against Real Madrid. 
That is legit. That's wild. That is legit. We are we are three games away potentially. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we need to do we need to win some games, but we are potentially three games away from getting to play potentially also because we would probably go in an earlier round and have to win our way in to play Real Madrid, but we could end up playing Real Madrid. Yeah, and we don't have to get into it now, but I but I think the Club World Cup is only like a tournament of an eight, right? It's not is it how Yeah, many? it's not a huge tournament, but but uh you know the European champion and the South American champion automatically advance to the next round. So they don't play the early rounds. And well, so there's look games at that lead into it. So they're automatically in the semifinals. So uh you gotta win through to get mm-hmm. there, but uh, I, I'm pretty confident we could beat the champion of Asia and the champion. I mean, just how good the MLS has gotten. We should, we should be on par with them. If I mean, look what we're doing in Mexico. Um, and right. they're, they're, right. they're a great league. And Mexican teams have won the championship before won won the club world cup. Yeah. Cool. So this, this could be some such a cool big. thing. Yep. Yeah. Get some hype. I know we're an MLS club, but pay attention. These games mean something and they are far greater than anything we've done before. Ooh, yeah, I got shivers. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll we'll bring it into port. Um, where can they find you on Twitter, Cameron? I am available at Legal Minded Punk, all one word, and same on Instagram. And you can find me at A A R O N L I N G L E Y. That's my name, Aaron Lingley. And of course, we are at S S S. Don't worry about it. James has got us covered. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.